Hey guys, this is Jack from the Horror Movie Podcast, and I'm going to tell you today about the 37th Annual Golden Raspberry Award nominations. Yes, that's right, the Razzies. The Razzies are the Horrible Movie Podcast's Oscars. We feel that strongly about the Razzies. And since we've talked about three of the six nominations for Worst Picture, I find it only fitting that we tell you about the Razzie category of Worst Picture. Here we go. Worst Picture nominations for the Razzies. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. This is Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill, and they duke it out. And that's about all that happens in the movie. Dirty Grandpa. Yes, that's right. Dirty Grandpa, starring Zac Efron, Robert De Niro. And this is a De Niro-based spring break film. Seriously, that's real. Gods of Egypt. Yes, visually stunning, but a story that leaves you wishing for another Stargate TV show. Hillary's America, the secret history of the Democratic Party. Enough said. Independence Day Resurgence. This movie has it all. Aliens, a July 4th release, but no Will Smith. Again, enough said. And Zoolander number two. That's right, it only took 15 years to produce a sequel to the original, and we hope it takes 15 more to produce Zoolander 3, Secret of the Ooze. Winners will be announced February 25th. That's the day before the Oscars are handed out. Thanks. And for more about horrible movies, go to thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Next week, we're going to bring you some Oscar nominations. Thanks, and have a great day. Hello. 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 Hello, this is Jack from the Horror Movie Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And um, I wanted to tell you guys about a very, very special, very special announcement. We have decided to truly become the Horror Movie Podcast, finally, by doing a movie called Ratchet and Clank. I find this movie stupid for a lot of reasons um phil you're the one that brought this to our attention i i honestly i think i knew about this movie but i was i was not i mean i it was like oh well i'm never gonna watch that but you just at the last second before it faded off in the distance you said no wait jack let me help you you need to watch this movie um Ratchet and Clank is a video game. Tell us a little bit about just just tell us about the video game first, and we'll yeah. and once we dive into the episode, I'm gonna have you tell about the characters in this because if you it's like Warcraft, if you don't have a concept for what this is, the character development's kind of weird because you kind of already had to know about the characters. All right, tell us about the video game. Go. Okay, so Ratchet and Clank games have been around since 2002. So they're, they're a very storied franchise. First PlayStation, Play, uh, PlayStation, PS2 was the okay. first one. Yeah, and then they came out. Um, they come out, come out on every PlayStation console since then. So okay. there were a number for PS2, PS3, um, and then they've even done for portable uh, consoles as well, Vita. like P- PSP, Vita, stuff like that. Um, they there's like gosh there's probably 12 or 13 games in the series um they're all like um third person shooting shooty kind of games um there's a lot of like upgrading weapons and getting new weapons and and killing your foes in like you know a dozen different ways mm-hmm. very creative ways mm-hmm. um the the games are very silly they're very uh geared towards kids but like adults would like them as well um there's some sometimes satire and like social referencing in the games where they kind of you know make fun of what's what's currently popular in okay. culture um so yeah they're really great i i played almost all of them and they're they're really really enjoyable games they're fun uh i i referenced this and you kind of agreed um crash bandicoot he similar kinda, he kind of looks like him he's a he's definitely a mascot kind of character yeah um this movie features many uh, voice actors that are that are straight up voice actors you said this movie kept the main two or three people mm-hmm. uh in the movie are the voice actors from the video game yeah, so the the guy that plays Ratchet has pl- played Ratchet in all of the vi- the Ratchet and Clank video games except for the first one. Okay. So they they had a different guy for the very first one in 2002. Since 2003 on, he has been Ratchet in all, every single one of those Jeez. games. So he he is the voice of Ratchet that people recognize. Okay, and that is played by I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. 
I'm gonna find it. And I was pleased to see that they that they included him in the movie as well. I I, I was de- deeply afraid that they were going to replace him with somebody that isn't familiar with the franchise at James all. James Arnold Taylor yeah. does the voice, does the voice for him, and, and does that. James Arnold Taylor is not James Taylor from the music, uh, you know, Caroline in My Mind, or Sweet <laughs> Baby James, or Fire and Rain. Um, but he is, he has done a lot of voice acting. I'm going to rattle off some James Arnold Taylor voice acting. And, you know, we, we've seen, we've been to a couple Comic-Cons where there are voice actors from video games mm-hmm. talking at those Comic-Cons. I could see this guy being one of those people to come and talk. And um, he has, uh, let's see, video, let's see, The Animatrix. He did several voices in that film. He's done film and video games. He's done a lot of voice acting. This guy's really busy. Um, Monsters, Inc. He did that some stuff on that. He did um, uh, Ultimate Avengers 2, the movie. Remember this? He did Bucky's voice in that. TMNT, which was the animated Turtles movie that came out in theaters before. It's 2007, but it was like it was mm. before they came out with those new movies. He does the voice for Leonardo. <laughs> and, and then he's done Star Wars Clone Wars. He, did, he does Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice on Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, wow. That's yeah. legit. That's really legit. Um, uh, Bionicle, uh, Green Lantern, Emerald Knights. I, I watched that. Batman the Dark Knight Returns, Mr. Hudson, which is, I don't even know who that is. And then, um, what else? That's about it. He, uh, some Lego stuff. Um, Lego DC superheroes. Um, Probably also Green Lantern. A bunch of those. He's Flash. Oh, Flash. Yeah, he's Flash in those. And then um, anima- animation, animated stuff, Teen Titans, he's Overload. Uh, and Teen Titans, listing things. People love it when I list things. Uh, that's random. He does Yondu in the uh, animated Guardians of the Galaxy. And then um, he does a lot of video games, man. Like, I'm talking he does... I'm estimating here he does at least five video games a year that he does the voice on it. Yeah. That'd be really good work, I think. Yeah. Um, Jim Ward plays... Um, what's the what's the green student guy? In this movie, uh, Quark, Captain Quark. Quark. He plays mm-hmm. Captain Quark, and he's done a lot of stuff. He's been in Despicable Me as a couple characters, Inside Out. He's done a lot of big time stuff. Jim Ward has, and then David K. Um, does the voice of Clank, and David K. is currently the um, the announcer on the John Oliver show on HBO. Hmm. He's also um, done uh, a ton of stuff. He was he was, and this is awesome to me. He did General Hawk's voice on the. Uh, on the 1980s uh, G.I. Joe, which is really cool. Huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's done a lot of just random stuff, so pretty cool. He's he's one of those voice actors where, like, his normal voice probably sounds nothing like yep. Quark. You and know, he, like, he's he has to fake yep. it to... Right. Pretty cool. Anyway, so... I'm sorry, Clank. He's, he Clank, Clank. yeah. I wouldn't get correct, yeah. Um, and, but anyway, that's pretty awesome, I thought. Um... But this movie, in general, so then they do that, where they have, they have this video game, and they have the characters that do the voices on the video game, and then they turn around and made this movie, and it was, it, they cast Paul Giamatti, they 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 cast um, John Goodman, they cast um, several other people that are, man, just. Nick. Um, who else? We said Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. We said uh, Thorne. What was her name? <clears throat> Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. <clears throat> well, she has she has quite a few lines in the movie. She's kind of a main character. Um, Rosario da- Dawson uh-huh. is uh, a less common character in the movie, but she has a lot of lines. Has she always played that character? Did you see that? Um, she has not played that role in the past. Yeah. So. We agree that they just did that to get name recognition on a poster. I guess they they had to. I mean, I guess the, if if you want to bring something like that to a movie, you can't um, or to the theaters. You can't say you know featuring John, James Arnold Taylor and David Kay and Jim Ward. I mean, like yeah. people aren't going to be like, who are these people? Yep. You know, um, I, I, they didn't even give main roles, which was good that they didn't. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they didn't replace the main actors of the movie with. M- huge movie actors, you know, the blockbuster guys. But 
it seems weird to me that to even replace any of the actors as, as long as you're going to have all the main actors as the original voice actors from, yes. from the games. So yeah, like, uh, so they brought in Stallone, they brought in, um, Paul Giamatti and all these guys, uh, John Goodman, but they gave him roles that have very few lines with, with the exception of Paul Giamatti, he has quite a few lines, but the other characters are not voiced very much at all. Right. And what's even weirder in the, well, this is something we can talk about more when we get through the movie, I guess, but, um, John Goodman is not the voice actor for the game that came out in conjunction with the movie. So if people are confused about it, that makes totally sense. This is what happened. The games, there's been all these games from 2002 until whatever, 2011, I think was where they stopped for a while. And then, um, or yeah, it was a little bit later than that. 2016, they released this movie and a game. So like at the same time that the movie comes out, this game that's based on the movie also comes out in, even in that game, like the 2016 Ratchet and Clank game, the, the, uh, big actors, Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, uh, I think Paul Giamatti is in the game. I know John Goodman is not in the game and I know Sylvester Stallone is not in the 2016 game. (laughs) I know it, it makes no sense. So like if you're paying John Goodman, if you're paying Sylvester Stallone to voice act in the movie, why not also pay them to be the voice actors in the game? But they got different voice actors for the game that came out at the same time as the movie. The whole, the whole thing is there's something wrong with the, the production process of this movie. Something went, went super haywire or out of order. Something weird <clears throat> happened. Or do you think they, they said, they said, you know, Hey guys, what would you think about for this and for this amount to do the movie and also voice the game? And then Paul Giamatti is like, no, <laughs> no, I won't be doing that. Well, he, do, he does actually voice in the game, but the other two, John not. Goodman. Yeah. So they, they went to John Goodman and they're like, Hey, would you also do the game? And he's like, no, not really. <laughs> no. Why would I do that? <laughs> Weird. Or they had already voiced uh, the and game that's was so done. The, I'm, I, that's what I'm wondering, and, and and that's why like there's there's trouble a brew here Something, Something's somewhere. Weird. Something weird happened because I almost feel like they they fully finished the game and they're like, oh guys, we just signed John Goodman, and they're like, oh, but we already finished the game's done, and, and they're like, okay, we'll just put him in the movie and then we'll we'll keep the other guy for well, the game or something. And- um, honestly, this is a 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, which that makes sense. And um, it, it really got poor reviews all the way around because it was like the content is – the content of this movie – my son Miller watched this movie and enjoyed it. Yeah. He's I six. Figured, I figured he would be. And so maybe the audience – maybe maybe we're not the audience. And we're not the audience, I guess. No. But you play not. the video games? I love the games, but yeah, that I, I I definitely did not like it as much as your son. And I, I mean, I didn't even watch it with your son, but I can I can tell you that. <laughs> no, no, I, and he, he was he was he genuinely was like, "What is this?" Because he's never played the games. Yeah, but it was content that would fit on like Netflix or yeah. fit on something like that, and he might watch it. And when I was, I, I you'll hear me say this multiple times this episode. If they did this on Netflix, I would totally understand. Don't mm-hmm. don't even don't even pay. Paul Giamatti. Don't even pay John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Make it a movie straight to Netflix. Just call it good. Mm-hmm. But whatever, for whatever reason, they wanted to put this in theaters. Yeah. There's no know. call for that. I don't get it. As a Ratchet & Clank fan, would you even want to watch this in the theater? I, I kind of did, but with all the other movies that were coming out, especially right after it, like this movie came out like a few weeks before. Late April. Yeah. Okay. So it came out, I think, one week before Captain, Amer- Captain America Civil War. I was just like, why would I, why would I pay money to go see Ratchet and Clank if I could see Civil War? Weird. Anyway, <laughs> with that in mind, friend, with that in mind, we will be now taking it, taking a trip down, um, tripping, taking a trip to a place we call Time for Some Deets. Ratchet and Clank, directed by Kevin Monroe. Um, definitely not Kevin Monroe's greatest thing. He did do. That that earlier um, that TMNT the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it's an animated movie from 2007. He's done that. Um, the Dylan Dog, um, Dylan Dog, uh, Dead of Night. Have you ever seen those? No, I've never heard of that. Dylan Dog has um, Legend of Tomorrow slash Superman Returns star Brandon Routh in it. Oh, really? And um, is it animated? No, it's a movie. Okay. And it didn't do very well. <laughs> Dylan Dog um, is one that could definitely go on this podcast. It's okay. kind of like, it's kind of like a supernatural. It's kind of like a Constantine. Dylan Dog is kind of like a Constantine. Um, and it, um, Dylan Dog had a twenty million dollar budget and it only made four million. If that tells you. So this is this guy's track record, yeah. Kevin Monroe. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, back to Ratchet and Clank here. That's Kevin Monroe. Written by TJ Fixman, Kevin Monroe, of course, and Jerry Swallow. Based on Ratchet and Clank, the video game. Starring, now starring, Paul Giamatti. That's big. That's huge. John Goodman, man. I, I love John Goodman. I love John Goodman. Him and Brother War, oh, Brother War Thou is great. Ten Cloverfield Lane, have you seen that? I have not yet. He is great in that yeah. movie. He's scary. Bella Thorne, Rosario Dawson, who's in Daredevil, um, and uh, many other things. Uh, Rosario also has a big Bernie Sanders supporter. Anyway, um, just saying. It's out of left field. But, in case you want to know. Yeah, just in case you want to know. I saw her on TV many times during the election <laughs> talking about Bernie. Is the only I reason bet. I know that. Um, Jim Ward. Let's credit, let's credit the voice actors, folks. Yes. These are people that used to not get any credit. Jim Ward. James Arnold Taylor. Congratulations. And David Kay. And a little-known actor named Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> that, much like Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, Bella Thorne, and Rosario Dawson, they cast him just to throw his name up on the screen. Up on the screen. And uh, Evan Wise did the music. Uh, release date, April 29th, 2016. Running time, 94 minutes. Budget, 24 mil. Box office, 13 million we're still seven million in the red, folks. That's not good. Go to your go to. I'm not sure where you can go. You can't get the, bo- the box office. Is not going to come up. No. Uh, so I mean, you, I don't. You think it's making money back? Yeah, the box office doesn't go up with DVD sales, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's nothing you can do to help that that number. Do you think a syndication deal with Netflix? Well, I'd like to know what that pays. Uh, they probably make some. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I, I bet kids will watch this on Netflix though. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, it'll be pretty popular on there. Yeah, I think. it's huge. That's, that was that's their what's plan sad, all along. That's what's sad about it is it, it will they will have more watchers from like you know let's say let's say um one one point two million people saw the movie in theaters yeah. right based on yeah. on uh, profits of, of what they would make in, in theaters let's let's say one and a half million people yeah. saw it uh, more than one and a half million people will see it on Netflix I guarantee yes. you yes. So like the, all the people that all the, especially the kids that wanted to go see it in theaters and didn't they're gonna watch this Absolutely. thing over and over again. Absolute. All uh, right. Fr- frequent uh, flyers for the podcast, the Chester's. Yes, Jared Chester, oh, Laurie Chester. Kids. They, they, uh, Laurie was, um, Laurie and Jared were texting me the other night and saying that um, their kids have already watched this movie several times on Netflix. There you go. So and they're young kids. Yeah. So young kids are gonna like this movie, folks. So and and, and honestly. There's no cussing in this movie. There is some violence, cartoon violence. Yeah, um, but nothing. It's a very soft PG. PG. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I, to the point where I was, I said that earlier. Like, why is this rated PG? It's tame. It's very tame. It's very tame. It's, it's got some like shooting in it and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thirty seconds synopsis. All right. I'll do my best. Well, I think you'll be fine. You've heard like fifty of these now. <laughs> I think you're gonna. Doesn't be- mean I'm good at it. This is true. this is true. This is true. Um, let's do this. Let's uh, let's do this. You have the thirty seconds to synopsize this movie. Um, I don't know if you can do it. Frankly, Phil, there's too much information in this movie. Yeah. Do you understand how important this movie is to our society? That. That you are actually bringing Cork and the whole gang together. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. And wait for it. And go. Okay, so a Lombax named Ratchet and his friend Clank uh, are basically tasked with joining the Galactic Rangers and saving the world from, or saving the galaxy from a couple of bad guys who want to steal pieces of planets, destroy planets to make one big planet that is supposed to be like the best planet ever. Uh, they uh, go through all the training to become rangers. They uh, get to the very end and um, defeat the foes and save the galaxy and become heroes. Pretty good. Guess what? 30 seconds. Pretty good. Wake up, everybody. You got to go to work. <laughs> you hear that every morning, don't uh, you? I, no, I don't use that alarm. I don't use that alarm. <laughs> Um, I don't use that alarm. I, I think I would throw this across the room if I used that for my alarm in the morning. Um, congratulations. That was only easy to do because that's literally all the plot in the movie. Like, there's not a lot going on. This won't take very long, folks. I was going to tell you. <laughs> okay, so um, Ratchet and Clank. We come to the planet Tenemule in this Solana galaxy. Um, Chairman Drek is 
Paul Giamonte. And um, he is the chairman of whatever galactic Star Wars-esque kind of scenario this is. He's gonna de- He has this thing called the Deplanetizer, uh, and it's a power. It destroys planets. And you said it's to to you said it's to clear out space to make a new planet for his people. Well, no, not so much clearing space, but more. Um, it's not so much. Um, uh, what's that? What's that movie that was based on a book that where Earth was destroyed because they had to like clear a highway. Um, oh, uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide to Hitchhiker. the Galaxy. It's, it's less Hitchhikers and more, uh, it kind of more. I guess kind of Star. Now Star Wars is more about conquering. Anyway, what they're doing is they're destroying the planets and taking the pieces of the planets and molding them together. Like he's building a planet basically with the pieces of all these broken planets. Is that from the game? Yes. Yeah. yeah the this game is, is from the that. game. Yeah. I, I mean, in the original. So I, I didn't say this in the intro to the show, but um, in 2002, the original game was remade. So this is a remake of the original 2002 game. Uh, so the 2016 movie is a remake of the 2002 game. The 2016 game is basically a retelling of the 2016 uh, movie. And of the 2002 game. Yeah, it's it's a remake of the it, first. It's game a reboot, well. but they've yeah. rebooted it in a huge way of oh, creating yeah. a movie. Yeah, yeah. And using cutscenes from the game slash movie. They're, they're the same thing. Yeah. And, and the 2002 game and the 2016 game have some minor differences. Like they changed a couple, they added a, cu- a couple new characters that weren't in the original game. And the way that they were deconstructing the planets was completely different. Like, like they're using this massive, um, like Star Warsian type uh, Death Star kind of weapon to destroy the planets. But yeah. they didn't do that in the original game. That that stuff, I'm, I'm, we're not going to talk about not that. It's neither deal. here nor there. Um, okay. So with that said... Um, with that said, we meet up with Ratchet, who's a young space mechanic. Um, and he works for John Goodman or works with John Goodman? Uh, kind of works for, yeah. Whose character is named Grimroth Raz. Here's what you're going to do, Phil. I want you, no, people listening to this podcast may not know anything about Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to give us a brief synopsis of the characters. Okay. Okay. Brief, just real quick. Start with. Let's go with top billing. Let's just do it this way. Okay. Paul Giamatti's character. Okay. Tell us about him. I mean, we kind of already did. Chairman Drek. Yeah, he's he's the guy that is trying to blow up planets to create a new planet for his people. Okay. Second billing goes to John Goodman. Um, Tell us about his character. <laughs> main character? No. Ever? Like, never a main character. No. This is the weirdest thing. Is he is literally just. Uh, Ratchet's boss, like he he he's the boss of like the, the mechanic shop that he works at on his home planet, and that's it. Like the, he has absolutely no role in the story. Okay, that's um, it. except at the end. But yeah. we'll go yeah, yeah. that. Bella Thorne's character is with the Galactic Rangers. Uh, yeah, she's Korra. Um, she's just one of the four main Rangers. Ratchet becomes the fifth. Playable character in the old games? No, never been a playable character. No. She okay. just influences Ratchet. All right. Um, then um, Rosario Dawson's character. Um, she's just kind of tactical support. Like she just kind of assists them. Um, uh, kind of, a, um, just like a handler type, but not in, not playable character. No. Okay. There's um, only, there's only two playable characters in the original game. And that is Ratchet and Clank. And, but then you've added this guy, Jim Ward, who does the voice for Quark. Captain Quark. Mm-hmm. He and, is playable in uh, in some of the other games, like some of the later games, but not in the original game, and not okay. in the 2016 game. Does he turn into a bad guy in the original game? Yeah. Okay. Just because he's an idiot and doesn't yeah, know any he's better. not so much bad guy. But he's just kind of like like turned because uh, he's so stupid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then um, we then next next up is James Arnold Dawson. That is Ratchet. Tell us briefly about Ratchet. He's a um, he's he's a lom- lombax, which is okay. you know this fictional ra- a race a species, whatever in there in this galaxy. Um, and he's he's this dreamer character. He's the main character of the movie and the games. Obviously, um, he uh, really wants to become a galactic ranger, which is kind of I, I'm gonna make a lot of Star Wars references. He's and the galactic rangers are basically Jedi. Uh, he wants to be a Jedi and he wants to you know help kind of um, fight for good and destroy evil in the in the galaxy. Okay, and then David Kay's character is. Clank. Yeah, he, um, in short, he's basically a reject warbot. So, um, again, Star Wars, like you got the clones or the um, droids army or whatever. He's like but, Finn. Yeah, he basically is. He, 
he reminded me a lot of about of Finn in that one scene that we're coming up on actually where um he he says, you know, my my number is five one four three two, whatever, and then uh Ratchet just goes, Well, I'll just call you clank because he makes a clank noise with his metal, mm-hmm. whatever. And so like I was like I, I mean It's the same thing. No Finn. spoilers for yeah, Force Awakens. FN, but, but, like yeah, Finn's F- FN two one eight seven, I right. think is and so he's right. like, Well, I'll just call you Finn. And I was like, Man, that's exactly what happened in Ratchet and Clank, but anyway, he's a reject warbot. So they're making, they're rolling off just you know hundreds of thousands of these uh, robots that are massive yes. and are, are going to basically command this army and uh, army presence. And um, they they occasionally make a mistake, and Clank is one of those mistakes. So and then really the, the main character, the main billing, or one of the top billed people here, Sylvester Stallone, and his character, like you said in the video game, is a key character, correct? No. Okay. Uh, he plays Vic- Lieutenant Victor Von Ion. Is that even a character in these games? Uh, he, yes. It's, it's so... I gotta Is he a le- a, like a level uh, level boss? Like a level bad guy? He's not even really a boss. Like there's a there's a, a level in the game where you have to run away from him. And at the end, like kind of like a Crash Bandicoot where you're like running towards the screen yes. and he's following you. Yes. Like he's chasing you. And then basically he hit, gets hit with sprinklers and he goes down just like he does in the movie. And that's it. I didn't even know his name. I didn't even know that character's name. They made it up too, huh? Yeah. He rusted. That was kind of cool actually. Yeah. Um, so, okay. No, that's better then. Ratchet gets um, pulled into this. Ratchet gets pulled into this uh, scenario um, because why? Why does Ratchet get pulled into the galactic issue that the Galactic Rangers had to intervene in? Um, I mean, he, how does he go from the garage to battle? Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, he sees that they're in need of help. Like, they, there's only four Galactic Rangers, mm-hmm. and there's, like, this massive problem in the galaxy that they need to fix and, mm-hmm. and do battle against, and they're looking for an additional Ranger. So uh, Captain Quark is kind of the leader of the Rangers, and he says, uh, basically, I mean, this is over oversimplifying, but we're holding tryouts. And, and so who wants to be a Ranger? Okay. And so they're, um, Ratchet goes... Uh, to try out and does a phenomenal job. But then Captain Quark is like an absolute tool. And he says, you know, you can't be one of the Rangers, get out of here. And then later on, Ratchet eventually proves his worth and kind of forces his way into the Rangers. Okay. So um, they, do they stop? Do they stop Paul Giamatti's character from blowing up a planet? Um, so no at first like they actually he ends up blowing up like five planets uh and they don't stop him from doing any of those Um, they save all the people though yeah there's there's one big planet that gets a lot for the most part he's blowing up planets that are that are not inhabited but then eventually he gets to a planet where he's going to kill like what was it like four 13 million people or whatever and um they evacuate the planet before he destroys it but they can't stop him from destroying it they try to but they don't they're unsuccessful Ratchet gets Ratchet and Clank become um, uh, honorary Rangers because of Quark. Yeah. Later on, or no, that's that's right now. No, because of the reporters are like, yeah, yeah. Ratchet and Clank are heroes. We should give. So he 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 relents and lets them be honorary uh, Rangers. Nefarious, who's the main bad guy technically? Yeah. Um, you don't realize it till about two thirds of the way right in the movie. But. He is a bad dude. Um, he's kind of like Mastermind. He reminds me of Ma- he yeah. reminded me of Mastermind. Yeah, from he the is movie like Mastermind. Um, but he tells Drek that we got to figure out a way to destroy the Rangers. The best way to do it is to use Quark because he's a moron, Captain Quark, and basically get him on our side. Um, he calls him in. He calls Quark in, um, and he uh, basically says, "We're gonna write a book about you. We're gonna make a big deal, but all you have to do is basically just." do what we tell you to do or yeah captain gorg is like this this legend in the galaxy where everyone's heard of heard tale of all of the things that he's accomplished a lot of it is is stuff that's been inflated by him um where he's just bragged on, he's very braggadocious he's bragged on himself and inflated stories yes. to make them sound better than they yes. are and so he's not actually all that but uh, people think that he is and then when ratchet and clank come on the scene and actually start King of Button taking names, they start getting all the limelight. And so the bad guys kind of pull him in by saying, we're going to give you the power and the spotlight that you want uh, if you'll just help us with a couple things. And so he just takes the bait and... And he, and because he, he likes his ego to be stroked. Yeah. Um, they figure out, the, the Space Rangers figure out uh, that, um, that the Blarg, 
are extracting portions of uh, other planets. Okay, they're destroying planets, but they're taking portions of those planets uh, to make a apparently another planet. Um, th- when they find this out, the Rangers decide they need to go to this Warbot factory on Quartu. Um, the Blarg are planning to build. Um, they're making this replacement planet. Um, from all the fragments of the other planets they're stealing from um, to replace Quartu because it's become too po- too polluted and it's uh, the surface is inhabitable. Do they live underground? I don't remember. I feel like they live underground. Or that is that from Star Trek when I watched it last night. I watched Star Trek Beyond last night. It was good. It's awesome. I liked it. We just watched it a couple weeks ago. I liked it. Um, but anyway, so um, they target Cora's home planet, which is Novalis, um, Quark goes and talks to Drek, um, and uh, this is when he makes the pitch to him if he agrees to uh, if he agrees uh, uh, if Quark will help Drek out as long as Drek agrees to not hurt the Rangers. Um, but uh, that's obviously not going to happen because you got uh, Mega Mind slash Nefarious <laughs> in the background. Um, the the Rangers decide they need to move the deplanetizer. I do remember this part. They, they they can't move the planets, but they can move the deplanetizer to keep it from blowing things up. Um, yeah, the, and that's really towards the end of the movie. That uh, there's kind of this big uh, climax scene where they realize that um, he's going after one more planet, and there's no one on the planet. So they're like, oh, at least he's going after a planet that doesn't have any people on it. But they realize. And the movie doesn't explain why, but uh, for whatever reason, because if it's, it helps the plot, uh, if they destroy this planet, it's going to destroy all the other planets in that system. Like there's some there's some kind of a planet convergence or gravitational yeah. thing or something like that. So so if they destroy this one planet, it will destroy all of the planets. Like it would like you know like the nine planets in our galaxy, like it would, it's going to destroy all of them. And so they like okay, this is it. Like it's now or never. We have to stop him. Um, they, um, Drek, um, the, the Rangers go to take on the deplanetizer. Uh, Drek makes Quark turn, deactivate the Rangers' weapons, so now they're defenseless. Um, Victor, your favorite character from the video games, Sylvester Sloan's metal bot character or whatever, more bots, um, attacks Clank. Clank is waterproof. Why is he waterproof? Um, <laughs> whenever he's supposed to be a warbot, but this warbot Von Doom or whatever is not is not waterproof, and the water makes him rust, and they they kill him. They send him out. They they he rusts, but they send him off into space in like a little ceremony. Remember that? Yeah, remember the movie that's weird. A very anticlimactic scene for him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Drek captures Ratchet, um, and then. They direct destroys Novalis and apparently the other planets in the system. Yeah, this is before they get to that planet. This is you're talking about the penultimate prior, planet. prior, prior, yeah. prior. Um, and then this is where Ratchet learns that Quark is a bad guy. Um, Quark uh, goes to confront, uh, goes to talk to Drek about this planet that was destroyed, and uh, Drek now learns, or Quark now learns that. I'm doing this with names it's like Warcraft. Um, Quark uh, learns. Captain Quark learns that um, Drek's uh, evil doctor, scientist, chief scientist, is uh, Doctor Nefarious. Um, and uh, Quark thought he had been thought that Nefarious had been killed, but he's obviously alive now. Quark knows he has to work with. He's working with the bad guys because Nefarious is evil. Yeah, it finally clicks, and he realizes where he's what what he's done. Funniest part of the movie: um, Nefarious. Um, turns on Drek because Drek is trying to get his way and get his planet that he wants to make. And Nefarious, what's what's Nefarious do to Drek? So there in the games, there are all these weapons. There's like twenty or thirty weapons in the Ratchet and Clank universe. One of the weapons that you can purchase and actually use in the game, Ratchet can use it as well. It's called a Sheepinator, and it's it's a it's a gun that if you fire it at anybody, it basically turns them into a live sheep. So yeah, so he, <laughs> uh, Doctor Nefarious says, "Ah, uh, oh, the Sheepinator, my favorite weapon," and he uh, shoots Drek and turns him into a, a sheep. This, and then like, he loads him on an escape pod and <laughs> sends him to the um, 
uh, new core two. Yeah, the the planet that he the planet that they're building. Yeah. yeah, they're building. Um, Ratchet is is sad by all this happening. He escapes. He gets let out or whatever. But he ends up going back to Velden, um, and just decides he just wants to go work in the just hang it all up. Yeah, hang it up. Go to the garage. Clank and the Rangers come to find him, convince him to come back. Uh, Navalis is gone. Uh, the planet is so. Um, the next place they go, like you said, the target is the planet Umbrus. Unstable core. This is going to annihilate all the other planets uh, in the entire system. Uh, Zed tells the group that Nefarious is the one behind all of this. Zed is this worker person they they had yeah he, that they had kidnapped. They that, capture him and he turns yeah. on him and tells him the whole yeah evil plot. Um, they they assault. Sorry. Uh, they assault uh, the deplanetizer again. Ratchet uh, battles Quark. And they actually, I saw this. This fight actually was kind of entertaining to watch. They fly around a little bit. Um, there was some... Uh, I think the best way to describe this. Minions, Mastermind, that, that style of fight thing going on in this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Gru. Uh, Gru, the... Uh, on. Despicable Me. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that type of fighting scene going on here. The Sheepinator mm-hmm. is funny because of that type yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they fight, um, and he stops Cork? Captain Cork? How's that fight end? Between Ratchet and Cork? Yeah. Yeah, they they fight, and he stops him. For what? For, and that's there's so much that's not explained, but that for whatever reason, Quark realizes that he's on the wrong side of the ball field, but he still ends up fighting Ratchet. I I don't know why. Like you would think he would just come to his senses and then be like, "Oh, I'm I'm an idiot. I need to join up with the Rangers again." Yeah. But when Ratchet shows up, he still fights him, and I think it's just because he's still maniacal about limelight and power. And yeah, and all he that. And he feels he feels like it'll make him look bad probably if he does that. Um, the deplanetizer still, they're going to fire on Umbris. Uh, they fire, instead of instead of firing on, uh, knocks him, rewind. Uh, Nefarious activates the deplanetizer. Um, Quark attacks him. Um, and the other, angel, other rangers move the target off of Umbris, and they, it hits New Core 2. Uh, destroys the planet, kills Drek. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's a sheep. Uh, crash landed <laughs> on it moments prior. Uh, Ratchet, Clank, and Cork uh, escape. And um, the space station falls toward uh, Umbris. Uh, and then um, the Rangers return. Heroes welcome to Kerwan. And. Uh, it's basically like a Star Wars hero. Quark is uh, demoted party. to private, yeah. and uh, he's attempting to promote his new. Uh, he has to go on a, a galaxy-wide apology tour. <laughs> and the Ratchet and Clank, that Ratchet's nowhere to be found. In the big celebration. Yeah. And he he goes back to Velden to work for John Goodman, uh, like we all want to. And um, <laughs> Clank shows up and says that he'll stay with him. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's that's basically the whole film. And then uh, Nefarious in the mid in the mid credit scenes is turned into a uh, robot. So he is a robot in almost all of the games. Yeah. Like that's that is his like iconic form that he takes when you're fighting him. He's like he's the villain in like most of the games. Okay. Um, he's kind of the uh, Joker to Ratchet's Batman. Um, but uh, yeah, he's a robot in almost all of the the games. Not not a flesh flesh and bones kind of person that was it yeah um what what do you think this movie is about like what, what are they trying to i mean <laughs> i was watching this thing and i was just like i don't know okay so uh you know no spoilers from you know movies that have come out last year or whatever because maybe not everyone that's listening to this has had a chance to see them but you go see you go see zootopia and you learn things about racism or about um you know certain people are more valuable than others or whatever and we shouldn't do that um you go and watch um you know jungle book or or whatever and it's like okay i learned something about uh friendship or and being being or, part of a family uh, being or part of a tribe or being whatever. in a pack or whatever um yeah. i don't know what this movie's about okay i i think this here's what this suffers from um my son 
will will gladly watch YouTube and he will gladly watch the cutscenes from video games. It could be a Lego game, okay, a Lego video game about Marvel superheroes. It will be a mashup video on YouTube about all the cutscenes put together. And it'll be the cutscene and the video that goes with it. It'll stop. It won't be any gameplay. It'll go to the next cutscene. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. But he will gladly watch it. Huh. The middle part, there's no working out of the part that stopped at the end of the cutscene. This suffers from it being just the cutscenes. Yeah. It's got, it's got, you're not getting to play the video game in the middle of it. Right. And it's not a very interesting thing because it's not you playing this video game. So what's, what's funny about what you just said is that that is literally what happened in the 2016 video game. So um, I was talking to you earlier about this, but like I, I, I was pretty sure I hadn't seen this movie before we decided to do it for this podcast. But then about f- five or six minutes into the movie, I encountered, I was watching a scene. I was like, I feel like I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I'm like, I've seen this movie. I know, I know what happens in this scene. I know these lines. And then I real, and then I found a, one of those videos that you were just talking about that Miller likes to watch of the game that I just played. Cause I played that game back in April of last year. It wasn't that long ago. And that there are scenes from the movie that they basically copy and pasted straight into the game, which, you know, to, to be honest, it's not necessarily a look down upon thing because they're, they're writing the movie yes. and the game and the game is based on the movie. Which how often does that happen that you have to, properties match up that well yeah you know what i'm saying but because they're writing the movie and the game when that that never happens usually but 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 still i i was just like but you're right in the fact that um the movie feels like a stitched together list of cutscenes because that's literally what happens in the game that that there are cutscenes from the movies that are literally cut out of the movie and pasted into the video game in such a way where you're like I, I just feel like the whole game was made for a video game, but they just all just kind of stitched them all together and right. said, "Here's this this plot hope. It makes sense." Um, weird. Yeah, but 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 again, that that actually benefits that actually benefits the video game more than it benefits the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. The movie Absolutely. it takes away from it, and you just go. Well, I didn't need to really go watch that movie because yeah. I can just watch the video, play the video game. When I played the video game, I was watching some of these cutscenes. I was like, "This looks beautiful. Like this looks like a movie." And then it turns out it actually was a movie. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, what are the goods in this thing? Um, so the, I mean, I've got bads that I'll talk to you, I guess, at, talk about after the goods, but there are a few scenes that I thought were kind of funny, mm-hmm. um, but they're more of just kind of a chuckle type of thing or things that kids would, would think were hilarious. Nothing that, that clever, not like yeah, nothing groundbreaking. Most of the movie is not funny at all, which was really surprising to me because I actually find the, the games really satirical and really funny, but um, the most of the movie wasn't good at all. So that's, I guess, in the bad column. But there were a few scenes that were kind of funny. There's a, a, a real cute scene where there's... Um, I think it's Zed. It, one of the helper robots is like coming in to like uh, give some news to the ba- the big bad guy, Drek. And um, Drek goes, uh, he's so mad about what just happened. He's like, uh, it's enough to make me want to vaporize someone. And like Zed like hears him say that, and he's like, whoop. And then like turns around and like walks back the way he came. I just I like that kind of humor. And then um, there's a scene where Doctor Nefarious is writing in his diary. He's like, dear diary, no no, uh, dear dear journal. Uh, and then he's like, and he's talking about one of the planets that they just destroyed. And he's like, he's like, you know, uh, there's plenty of dust and gas or whatever. And then he gets walked in on by one of his helpers, and uh, his helper is like, um, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like. He, he's trying to hide the fact that he's the bad guy. So he's like, he's like, oh, this uh, this is my dietary journal, and 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 I write down every all the foods that I eat, and sometimes like that gives me dust and gas. <laughs> oh, but it is kind of a, like a groaner kind of laugh. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, that's kind of fu- that's kind of kinda somewhat funny. clever, kind of funny. But that's literally like those are the only two times that I think I laughed during the entire film, and they were just like really short cuckold, uh, chuckles, but... So what are the bads then? Um, I mean, another good, I, I think it was... I mean, this isn't a good for the movie necessarily, but watching the movie kind of made me want to play the game again. <laughs> like, 
It, it reminded me of how great those games are. They those are games, really, oh, they, and they are really are, good games. The 2016 Ratchet and Clank game that came out was one of my favorite games last year. And it's for PS4? Yeah, yeah. It, everyone needs to play that game. That, that game is phenomenal. It looks great. It plays great. It's real tight. The controls are tight. Um, you can do all kinds of different mini game type things throughout the game. Um, the the characters are, are legitimately funny. And there's it does one thing that I've never, almost almost never, I've seen it in a couple other games kind of, kind of uh, aped from what Ratchet and Clank has always done, but um, as you're playing the game, like you're moving Ratchet around the world or moving Clank around the world, mm-hmm. uh, Captain Quark is narrating over the top of it. So as you, as you're walking forward, you know, straight forward through the game and, and killing bad guys, whatever, he's cracking jokes and making making puns and stuff like that as you're playing it. That's cool. And that's some of the funniest moments in the game that's completely lost on the movie. Like none of those lines that the the movie is not told in a narrated format. Um, whereas the game is, and so there's a lot more chances for humor in the game. So it actually, like watching the movie, was like, man, I kind of kind of want to play that game again. So I guess that's kind of a good thing. Um, and I think the movie, and one last good, I, I think the movie does kind of fill in some gaps that, surprisingly, so there's more content, plot content in the movie than there is in the game. Uh, you would think because the the game has like ten or twelve hours to tell mm-hmm. the story that it would have more plot. It has less. That all the cutscenes stitched together on YouTube is about an hour, um, and the movie's an hour and a half. So there's actually like an extra thirty minutes of of filler plot to kind of fill in some of the gaps. Think there's, about that though. I know, but like the movie, like you you would think it'd be the other way around. Um, but Weird. Yeah, but the, it's like some of the things that I was confused by, like I, I had no idea why Quark was turning on his friends yeah. as I played the game. And then I watched the movie and it all made sense. Yeah. So like, but I think that's like a, a kind of a backhanded compliment for the movie because I feel like th- them putting the extra content in the, in the movie is them saying it's not enough for you to pay $40 for the game. Yeah. You also have to pay 10 bucks or 12 bucks or 15 bucks oh to watch the movie in theater. If you want, if you want to get the whole story. And I, I feel like that that's just like an absolute slap in the face insult to the, the fans of the series. So, Gosh. <laughs> um, I, I, I like that my son enjoyed watching this. Yeah. Um, that's about the best thing I can say about it. Only good. I didn't sit here and say, "Oh, this is something that makes me want to go play that game." I'm sure those games are fun. Yeah. And I have a I have a PS3 that yeah. you actually gave me. Um, you can play most of the games. And I on could PS3. play. Yeah, I could probably play some of those games. Yeah, they came out with an HD collection that I bet includes several would like games. To play those games too. So. Yeah, he would like them. Um, okay. Rate the, this. The bads. I, yeah. I mean, I would say um, the humor completely f- fell flat. Did you laugh at all? No, no. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, Zoolander two a little bit, which we did on a previous yes. episode. Yes. Um, where you went into it going like, "Oh man, this is going to be funny." Like, I, for me, that's how because I. Because the first in. Zoolander was good. I yeah. liked it. I liked. I loved the, the first Zoolander. Laughed a lot during it. Yeah. Uh, and I've laughed through all of the Ratchet and Clank games that I played. This is a funny series. It's, yeah. it, it is a video game that's meant to be com- comedy. Right. And a comedy is hard to pull off in a game because yeah. of t- the timing that's required for good comedy. Um, it's hard to pull that off in a video game where timing is is up to the player. Yeah. But um, somehow they nail it. Like the, the comedy is really, really good in the games. So I was like, man, this movie is going to be hilarious. And I, I went in and I was so disappointed by how little I laughed. It, it just, it is, it almost takes itself too serious. Does that suck? Yeah. Man, that's horrible. And when it tries to be funny, it's just not. Like it, it's, it's just like really stooped, like little poop jokes and stuff that just is not humorous at all. And then my, my last bad that I, I could probably think of three or four other ones, but um, is that it is completely uninspired. Like yep. they're, they're, the movie is about nothing. Yep. It, it, it has the, the plot value of a Saturday morning cartoon where it's, it's just action for action's sake. And, um, it, and I think this is where this is a, um, another casualty of, of its kinds that this video game turned into a movie type of thing where, a lot of video games are the plot is just is just there to service the gameplay like we we want to make the the plot and what you're doing in the game interesting enough just to get you to the next scene where you're going to shoot bad guys and stuff like that um and so it doesn't have to be full of substance and then when they convert these games into the movies, they go, oh, we'll just put the script of the video games to film. You can't do that. You have to add me- meaning. You have to add uh, some kind of a moral to the story. Well, or, and something that people know. would actually care to uh, 
you know, buy into to drive them to that movie. I, I just think it's funny that they even made this movie. I mean, they created the video game, and do you think they said, "We, you know, we have enough stuff here. We could just make a movie." Yeah. Which came first, the video game or the movie idea? It's <laughs> a question. Yeah, I mean, they had they had all that source material, but it, but it was probably that big event, like you were talking about, where they're like, "It's going to be." A video game, and it's going to be a movie, and it's going to be the rebooting of the first story. Yeah, and on PlayStation Four, and it's going to be awesome. And you know, at the end of the day, they made a ton of money on the game, so I don't know. If and they games even care. do make buku money. Yeah, isn't I don't it crazy how video games can just freaking blow things up. They make money hand over fist if they're successful, but um, I mean, more so than, than movies. Like they make more profit than than some of the biggest movies of all time. It's crazy, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they made such a profit on the on the game, the 2016 game that came out, and mm-hmm. they will continue to make profit on that game that I don't even know that they care that they took a loss on the movie. Um, but yeah, I I don't I just don't know what, what the purpose of the movie was uh, in making it, and I don't know what the um, what the story like the the desire that they were trying to get across to the to the viewers of the movie. Like, what what, what did they want them to walk away with? Well, Not, I thought, nothing. It, like you're saying, there's an hour, there's basically an hour worth of cutscene stuff for a video game, a video game. Yeah. Why would I need to go watch that movie, really? Yeah. It's very weird. I, I didn't walk away, even having played the games, I didn't walk away from the movie having learned anything about anything. Like, it, it was just, it was just, you know, kind of filler, waste of time, you know, I don't know. It was very it was odd. it was very shallow. The the um uh the video game the, only the video thing, game came out 17 days before the movie. Yeah, which was weird. Like I I don't know why they allowed people to have the entire plot spoiled for like assuming they hadn't played the original 2002 game, they could actually have the whole plot spoiled for them before even seeing the film. I think that was a mistake. And it probably hurt the box office sales. But that video game probably sold huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you is know. probably what they mostly cared about anyway. But yeah, there's one line in the movie where um, it's it's actually said by John Goodman, who is not like that character is not voiced by John Goodman in the game. Like they they got John Goodman and Sylvester Stallone to play these roles, and then got someone else to play him from the video game, as we talked about earlier. But the the character that's played by John Goodman, I don't know the other guy's name that plays it for the game. Um, he says it's not enough to. Um, to make decisions or something like that, you have to make the right ones. You have to make the right decisions right. as to be a hero. Yeah. And I was like, I guess that's what the movie is about is about heroes make but, ri- the right decisions right. or something. But I was like, if that's the, if that's what you're basing the whole movie on, that's, that's nothing like that's, bubble, that be that's, bu- that's a bubblegum morale, you know, f- to learn for the, and not, uh, not a big the, overarching. The I mean, the, the, um, the tagline for the movie, like we said, was "kick some asteroid." So, um, I, <laughs> I should tell you maybe that's you maybe that's the theme. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this video game actually you're describing it became, and it's got a great rating online. It became the fastest selling and the highest grossing of all the movie of yeah, all the video games. In I did the, hear in the that. series. Yeah, it did really really. So well. that hey, that pittance, that seven million dollar in the in the red they went. That's nothing. They don't care. Yeah, that's that's. That's a, a line on the graph. In true Hollywood fashion, I'm sure they just bankrolled it and yeah. counted a loss, quote unquote, because they'll take a loss on everything anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I love it. All right. But yeah, the, the lines were bad. Like they're just throw, a lot of throwaway lines. And again, it, it feels like you're watching a Saturday morning cartoon that um, they could have easily made this movie into like three 30 minute Saturday morning cartoons and it would have been, it would have had the same amount of substance. Or put it on Netflix. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. What about a show on Netflix? <laughs> it's everything right now. That's a fix for everything. What about putting on Netflix? <laughs> Have we thought about maybe putting a new Golden Girls series on Netflix? That'd so, be a great idea. So there's an after the credits scene. Uh, they roll some credits and then they insert this scene at the very end um, where it's it's like the typical, we, we mentioned it briefly, It's it Dr. Imperius comes like, like what you know, um, it's it's the it's the stereotypical scene where like the bad guy's hand comes out of the the ru- the rubble or whatever. He's like, oh, he's he's still alive. He didn't die. So like they're clearly telegraphing a sequel. What 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 are your thoughts on that? Like, well, the video game, just, right? Just do it with the game and not even make. Yeah, the movie. or or again, maybe Netflix would be a good idea for you. <laughs> I, if they would if they put it out the second movie out to Netflix, I would watch. I would give it a Netflix watch. Cool. What do you rate this scale of one horrible to five horribles? And not based on video games. Let's rate this as a movie. Um, 
I'm really trying to decide. Honestly, I'm trying to decide between a one and a two. It's it's not. I probably liked it better than you did, but because I have the 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 franchise history in my mind, and I love these characters and I love those voice actors, like the uh, James Arnold Taylor uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, David Kay. Was that yes. Clink? Yes. Like those guys are the voices of those characters, and so seeing them on the bi- the big screen, the silver screen was cool for me like that that was like i was like man they've really made it like this is this is a big time deal for them um so i i found myself just kind of getting lost in the production of it whereas i don't think that did anything for you no um so i would probably go like one or two it's i recognize that the movie's bad but i enjoyed my time with it at times so cool like you know you compare compare this to like um the star wars holiday special or Love Guru or Super Babies is like not even oh. for me. It's this movie is way better than all those. So I think it's a three. Okay, and I think it's a three because I don't think there was a real reason to put this in the theater. However, yeah, I don't think there was a real risk. Right. Like I, I literally think that they sat around a table and thought, you know, we have all this footage. We're gonna add these celebrities to try to get get this. If it makes us forty million dollars, then great. Yeah. If it doesn't make, if it makes back its budget, great. If it doesn't, we're going to write it off anyway. Who cares? Weird. I, I just had a thought. I I feel like when they were making, crafting this movie, put storyboarding and getting the cast and all that kind of stuff and writing the script for it, they they came to the conclusion of, we're writing the script for the game anyways. Let's add those scenes like you just said. And even if we take a loss on it, which they did, mm-hmm. uh, we'll chalk it up as advertising for the game. Yes. And it it served as that. Yeah, and they, if that's what they were going for, they achieved their goal. Like Gosh. they they nailed it. So good job, yeah, Ratchet and Clank series. Yeah, we commend you. Um, so this is a this yeah. is a video game movie, but not not a um, not a uh, uh, what do you what would you call it? It's it's not a um, definitive like in that category. So like it is a, a game. It is a movie based on. A game like it's a, a game based on a movie based on a on a game type of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they did like um, basically reboot the original 2002 game and make it into a movie. Um, but they were also using all this footage and all this scripting to really make the game popular in 2016, yes. which which they made. So it's not like the Warcraft. Like when the Warcraft movie came out last year, they didn't make a game in tandem with it. Like they're just like we're just going to take the property that is Warcraft and adapt it for the. Might have helped that movie though. That yeah. might have helped Warcraft out. Yeah, the games you mean, or yeah, it might have helped it to reboot that first story because people didn't know about it. Yeah, I I guarantee you, a bunch of people bought bought that those games. Like they never played those games. They watched the movie. And they're like, hey, that wasn't that bad. Well, maybe I'll check it out. And then they bought. Those Especially if you're into Warcraft high fantasy games. like that, that's a whole yeah. other. We got a whole other podcast, folks. It's called the Warcraft Podcast. <laughs> And, and, uh, and that's what that's why video games don't have to make a lot of money yes. because it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't really matter. I mean the the movie studio is different from the game studio for the most part. Um, although Blizzard had had a huge hand, if not you know the production movie production for the movie the Warcraft movie. But um, as long as it bring it drives people to the games, I don't know that the video game companies even care. Yeah, they're just like, well, if we, if we take a loss or make profit, great. But the, if they make a profit, it's just gravy because they're making all their money that they need to on the video game side. That's weird. Okay, um, what have you been into lately? Anything crazy? Um, let's see. I mean, since we're talking about a video game, I might as well talk about what games I've been playing. Yes, tell us. So um, the game that I've, I've been into recently, have you ever heard of Kingdom Hearts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disney. What do, you, what, what do you know? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, got a lot of Disney characters in it. Mickey Mouse is in it. Correct. No, Don, Donald Duck is in it. Yeah, Donald Duck's a main character. Um, who else? Uh, Who's the other Disney character that's I a main character? I can't think of it. I can't remember. Goofy. Okay. So, um, and then there's a new character named Sora. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with the Final Fantasy games, yes. it's basically a uh, mashup of Final Fantasy and Disney. It's kind of equal portions, mm-hmm. both. So um, uh, you play as a, char- a made-up character for the series called Sora, and uh, he joins forces with Donald and Goofy, and they go to all, all the worlds that you explore in the game are Disney worlds. Like I just was in like the Mulan world, and then I went and saw um, 
uh, you know, like you can go to Simba's world and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And um, the first game you're saving Disney princesses. Yeah. Um, and so like the game basically exists in a Disney world. So mm-hmm. you're like, you're saving Alice from Wonderland. You're saving like all these people. Yeah. Um, and so um, it's really like, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, which I am, and if you're a fan of the Disney properties, which I am, is I, I feel like it's a slam dunk. That's like, awesome. Yeah, these games are really, really good. They're old, so um, that's the biggest hurdle. Like, I want to say the first Kingdom Hearts game came out in the same year as the first Ratchet and Clank game. Wow, so 2002. that far ago, that long ago. Yeah, I want to say the first Kingdom Hearts game was 2002. Wow. And the second one was 2005. So neither one of these games have come out in the last decade, and they they kind of show their age a little bit. The second one less than less so than the first, um, but the first one's a little rough around the edges to go back to. Um, but oh, two, you're right. Kingdom Hearts first one came out in two. I can't believe it was yeah. that long ago. And then 15 years ago. And there's a re-release of one. There's a re-release. Yes, there's been, it's been re-released several times. Yeah, and yeah. the names get really crazy and confusing. But um, they're just getting ready. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, especially here, like if you don't get to this episode for a couple months, you're actually in luck. In March, in a couple months, they are re-releasing for current consoles, or at least PS4. Mm-hmm. If you have a PS4, you can play the original Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2. Which came out in 05, by the way. Yeah, a long time ago uh, on one disc. And they're actually throwing in some of the other little side games as well, okay. uh, all for one disc. So um, this is all to prep pe- people for Kingdom Hearts 3, which has been the very, very long-awaited uh, third part in the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, so, time flies. But yeah, I remember hearing great. about those and thinking that wasn't that long ago, but they're, it's They're really fun. Ago. The characters are, are just like the characters you know and love from the, the Disney movies. And um, the plot's actually not bad. Like, it, it's... it's it's a lot of fun. I, I, I played the, it took me about 25 hours to get through the first game and the second one's supposed to be about the same length, if not longer. So it's, it's a lot of bang for your buck and it's just a lot of fun. So that's what I've been into. It's awesome. How about you? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that because I asked that. Um, you know, not a great deal of things lately. Um, I'm watching a lot of movies lately because um, we've had a little time off of school. Um, I got, to, I got to catch up and, um, watch the um oh we gotta watch rogue one finally i finally got to watch Rogue okay. one yeah i rewatched uh star wars force awakens which is awesome i got to watch uh the star trek movie and i also watched the x-men apocalypse movie great which listen people ripped on x-men apocalypse yeah i don't know why i loved it i didn't think it was so bad yeah like for me it may have been my favorite x-men movie yeah it's good and I think people had a hard time looking at Apocalypse because they thought his his makeup should be better or whatever, the CGI or whatever. I don't know how you do Apocalypse. I mean, you can't really do it like the cartoon did it. Yeah. They, you know? And he looks even weird. He even looks weird in the comic book because of how they try to draw him. Yeah. So He is a weird looking character. Um, I, I don't know if we spoil the ending. Is it... Is it too early to too soon to spoil? I hate to because uh, it was good. I mean, but again, if you've seen the... I mean, if you've seen the the old X-Men animated series stuff, you know that they beat Apocalypse every time. Yeah. I, I, I meant like the, the female character, like at the, at the very end of the, the film. There, oh, there, there is a gene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, if you're familiar with X-Men at all, you probably know what we're spoiling right now, yeah. even if you haven't seen the movie, right. but there is a powerful, awesome, possible Phoenix sighting. Yeah. It is it is awesome. Like for me that like I love the Phoenix stuff. I love Jean Grey as a character. She is one of the most powerful yeah. mutants in the entire Marvel universe. Right. Um to see her just start to like almost explode but not quite explode. I mean like even when she's not at full power, she's like decimating everything. They finally showed how powerful she was. I will <laughs> say this in the anim- in the X-Men animated series, um that for me, the Phoenix saga went on for far too long. Yeah. Yeah, it they went on it out forever and i remember being young and going okay i get it we're good and i just remember because my two favorite storylines of of x-men for me were days of future past and anything with to do with apocalypse so yeah anyway uh quicksilver uh i love him man i love i love this quicksilver more than the other one yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. and and, and i think i'm kind of convinced now that they might be able to do an actual spinoff movie with him in it yeah I'd he was that. really good. Yeah, like, he's he's funny too. Yeah, I mean, and, and I could watch a whole movie of him running around like that. Yeah, 
he's a standout for that movie for me. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. But, um, and then there's a, I, I, I don't want to spoil this, but there's a surprise character um, that shows up about two thirds of the way through the movie that uh, that was not on the billing, like was not in the trailers or anything like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, um, cameo action, and, it, and which was the, awesome. The end credits has someone very important to it. Yeah, probably for the next movie. Yeah, depending on what they do with Gene's character, but. But that franchise is awesome. Like I, I really like yeah. like those movies. The, the whereas like the Fantastic Four movies have never has never taken off. Um, Spider Man has, has has Spider Man's made a lot of money, folks. Yeah. Like, and they've rebooted it a bunch. I liked the Garfield movies. Um, the original movies are rough. Sorry, you said that, and I didn't think Andrew Garfield. Right. I really thought <laughs> Garfield and Friends. Yeah. Um, Odie. Yeah. Odie. Normal in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Normal in a movie would be great. Yeah. Mailer to Abu Dhabi. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Garfield is fantastic, and I, I actually really liked those movies, and I like Gwen Stacy in yeah. those films. That new Spider-Man's going to be good, though. I, I can't wait for Homecoming. It's it's bound to be the best one yet. It's got to be. Think. He was awesome in, in the Avengers, or in the in Captain America. Did you see the new trailer for Homecoming? Yeah, it's fun. Gosh. It's fun. It made me so excited. And he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and having Tony Stark in that, I don't know how much he's going to be in the movie, but having Tony Stark in that trailer was like, oh, bring it on. Beautiful. I can't wait to see it. Right. So yeah. All right, Chief. Well, thanks for coming on. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Um, I've got. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. Next next guest coming on is going to be not as good as you, because no one's as good as you, Phil. Probably better. No one as good as you. But this person is going to push the limits of being able to contain the podcast. So, anyway, um, good job, guys! Thanks for tuning in. Follow us at One Horrible Movie on Twitter. Like our Facebook page. Find us at iTunes on Google Play, on Spotify Mobile, on iHeartRadio mo- uh, mobile app. Um, we are Revolver Podcast Network podcast. Revolverpodcast.com where great podcasts mean great ears and cause you to love life. There you go. That's your pitch. TheHorrorMoviePodcast.com for all your podcast needs. We have a YouTube channel with several videos on it now. Uh, so go to YouTube. Just type in The Horror Movie Podcast. You'll find us on there. Um, also, what else? Got a lot of songs on PureVolume.com. About four songs, free downloads. Just go listen to them. They're stupid songs, folks. Trust me, they're really dumb songs. Um, Anyway, that's it. Thanks a lot, Phil. Thank you. See you soon. All right. All right. Later.